Hello, everyone. I'm Yanni again here with uh, Kosi. Um, Hi, folks. Yes, this is a good friend of mine from we met randomly like years ago. Yo, that's actually a great question. Uh, I think where we, did met we meet <laughs> when me and me and Adam were doing. Thank you for not snitching. I think you copped a shirt. So like I dropped a shirt off to you and you were on a longboard. That was when I had like this fat ass white uh, SUV. And then somehow we became roommates. Yeah. Yeah. It like, was really like that. You, yeah. Like, within like a six month period of time. Yeah. And it's like I met you once and then I saw you everywhere. And yeah. And then, and we, then we, we became roommates. Yeah. And we were roommates for like a year and a half or maybe two years. What a time in life. Things have changed so much for us. Definitely. What have you been up to? Well, I'm, one, that period of time will be, I, it, for the amount of time, it will take a large place in the bio. In the, yeah. In the Definitely going to tell my kids about, I, I tell everybody about the time that I had six roommates at one time, and it would be like 12 people in the house. For real? At any given moment. Like six people and their partners. Yes. One kitchen, three bathrooms. Um, really, really an experience that, um, is near and dear to me. I am good and I have been good despite, you know, uh, impending apocalypse of various types and sizes. (laughs) (laughs) We are getting there. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been spending a lot of time writing and trying to work on myself, which is like the, um... It, it, that's the, the the nice version of uh, we're in a pandemic and I am jobless. <laughs> <laughs> but how does it feel? Like, does it make you feel like kind of anxious to not have a job right now, or does it make you feel like you have like a sense of freedom because even though like you don't have a job, so there's no income coming in, but it's just like now you have free time and it's no obligations. You know, you don't have to go anywhere they're not evicting people for i think until the end of the year and it's like you know i might not have the money on by the fifth but i'll definitely have it on the 13th you know what i'm saying so like you kind of i feel like you can kind of get away with a little bit more and kind of live a little bit more freer yeah i i really um talk about what you learn you are you would do in a vacuum yeah. When I left to my devices, what and who would I be? Um, a lot of times, right, I don't know, um, in my experience, I've always blamed school or work for mm-hmm. why I'm not engaging in the artistic, my artistic practice in a way that is, uh, you know, the most beneficial or most, like, will make me the most successful. Right. right? Um, I'm always blaming and like, oh, yeah, if I had more time, I would do X, Y, Z. And I'm finding myself with nothing but time and discovering that the things that I would do, the X's, the Y's, and the Z's are actually like A, B's, and C's, right? I'm really surprising myself every day. Right. Um, but also, you know, um, returning to myself to be corny um, in the sense of like there are certain things that I do unconsciously no matter what, right? Like there are just habits that I have that I've been taught that aren't valuable or specifically that do not make money. But these are the things that when shit hits the fan, yeah. this is the thing I'm doing, uh, which is really just reading and playing make-believe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun as shit. I um I actually just, uh, well, I got a new job, but it's like work from home. So I feel like I low-key just don't really have a job for real. But um, I like walked out on my job on Friday. I actually was furloughed for like two months. And... I already hated my job then. Yeah, I I felt underpaid, underappreciated, overworked, and then I was hoping that they would furlough me. So they furloughed me. Get me out of here. Yeah, I had a good two months. They started calling back because apparently our company is doing way better than it's ever been before the pandemic, which is really crazy. Well, fuck them because yeah, fuck them. Yeah, you know. So um, I had had enough. Like, um, it's funny that my manager like sent me and he sent me an email about something that I needed to like improve on, but it like was out of my control because I was picking up the slack of other people. And he like sent me an email and like walked over to my desk and said the same thing that he said in the email. And at that point, I was like, I can no longer do this. So I came into work on Monday. I mean, on Friday the next day, and I was like. Yeah, I'm going to just do the do my morning task just so that the extra work doesn't fall on anyone else. 
and I'm leaving. And I did that. Like, as I was doing my task, I was cleaning out my desk. Oh, that's I, badass. Yeah, I asked them to send me my, my numbers for the week, and I got them, and I was like, did pretty well. And then I threw everything, like, away that I needed to, left my key card on the desk, went to my car, sent, I submit my resignation immediately, and deleted my work email off my phone and drove away. <laughs> I drove away. Congratulations. And yeah, that shit was so fucking liberating. I was a little nervous though. Yeah. But like it felt so liberating. I'm like, bro, like at the end of the day, like if I have to go bag groceries, I'm gonna just go do that just because like I can't I had to make sure my bills are paid, but I'm not gonna continue to sacrifice my mental health to make sure that my bills are paid. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can't stay in survival mode for so long. I mean, there's just a point where you're fed up, you know? Um, and, yo, I somewhat, in the beginning of quarantine, I was fired. Um, Damn. And I would even say, like, now I'm in the space to be like, I'm finally in, in the part of the grieving process to be like, yeah, I didn't want to be there. And all of my work showed how little I wanted to be there. Right. You know, and it was a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool job uh, with some very a lot of interesting and creative tasks, um, but it wasn't my work. And I think I don't know. I sometimes feel selfish, but like I will be like, you know, there's there's there there's work that I'm. I think I would be willing to do. Yeah, you know, it, it it's just not this. Yeah, and I. <laughs> I it, it sound my my parents would say that is very you know millennial of you yeah you know what I'm saying thinking about you like your job I, I think that we are it's it's I think that we are actually spoiled as millennials we are. and that's not people always think that being spoiled is like a bad thing but I feel like being spoiled is not settling for less than what you feel you deserve, which is why we, well, not we, because we don't have children, but why people spoil their kids, because they're like, you deserve everything. And we do deserve everything, as much as we're willing to work for, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, why are we working so hard for shit that we, one, don't care about, and they don't care about us, and this is very detrimental to my mental health. Uh, and that kind of like brings me back to when we were living together and like I hated my job there. I hated my job that I was working there. Yeah, you um, did. It was yeah. at the Metro. Yeah, it was awful. It was retail PCS. and like my managers sucked. And um, they, I, I would come home to my friends. Like, and that would, it would be like, even though like I'm irritated as fuck, like I come home. Niggas are on the couch smoking. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? At least I can, at least I'm working for this. I have freedom and all that. And then um, I think that once I got into a relationship, I was like, damn, I want more. Like, I want to be able to spend more time with this person without being tired and like being miserable. Like, I can pretend to be happy around my friends. I can't pretend to be happy around my girlfriend because I'm with my girlfriend all the time. I can't be, pretend to be happy with myself honestly you know like i if any if i i can fake the funk in front of my friends because at the end of the day like hanging out with my friends is fun so i can forget about that but and like not that's not to say that like hanging out with my girlfriend is not fun but it's just like when i'm with my girlfriend i'm at my most vulnerable i am crying to her or telling her about how sad i am about something and it's like i don't want to keep talking about how sad i am with you like i want to be happy with you and I think that that caused me to be like, I hate all these jobs. <laughs> I hate all these fucking jobs. I actually got fired from that job, like, shortly after, because um, I didn't want to be there. So I was just doing shit that was like, eh, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not supposed to do this, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of put me in a position It's like, well, I like the job that I'm working now, but then I eventually hated working there, too, and then I realized I don't like working. <laughs> Can we talk about not liking work? In <laughs> like, my head, I don't want to go back to working. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not fun. Like, yeah, we had to make money, but um, imagine making money yourself, for yourself. No one tells you, you can only make this amount of money. You can only work this amount a week. You can only wear this. You can have to, you have to wear your hair like this. You had to talk like this. You know what I'm saying? You had to deal with people that talk to you like you're a nobody, you're shit, you know? And... When you are like working for yourself or just doing shit that you want to do and getting paid for it, it's like, I'm not going to take any bullshit from anybody. That doesn't mean I'm going to be an asshole to people, but it's just like, I'm not going to allow people to talk to me any kind of way. 
or put myself in compromising positions to where I don't feel as though uh, my morals align with this, you know? So. It's just not, <laughs> you don't want to fake the fuck. Yeah. I'm tired of faking, bro. <laughs> like, faking is not fun. I don't want to lie to you. You don't want me to lie to you. <laughs> Why lie? <laughs> Why lie? <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I do want to bring up something that you said to me like a few months ago. It honestly like replays in my head all the time. I don't know if you remember you saying this, but um, uh, we were talking about like being in an altered state of mind and you were saying that um, I don't want to do that because I, I didn't want to do that before because I was afraid of what I would come up with, um, with my mind. But then I thought like, it's not cool to be afraid of myself. And I'm and like literally ever since I think that was a few months ago you said that, but ever since you said that, I like literally every time I come to a point where I'm like, I'm scared to kind of take a step forward with something and or stay in my comfort zone. I'm like, what do you have to lose? Like, why are you afraid of yourself? Like that shit is not cool. Like, to be afraid of your being is like, why are we like inherently afraid of that? Like, why are we inherently afraid to be who we truly are or do what, just say what comes to our mind as long as it doesn't hurt anybody um, or yourself, obviously. But, like, we can just be so afraid of, like, our full potential that we just kind of stay in this box. And even though we're miserable in it or not as happy as we could be, we just stay there because we're afraid of what the future might bring or who we are as people. I'm a writer and specifically uh, I write fantasy and I write science fiction and um, a lot of those questions are, are what ifs and, you know, are entertaining. Um, and I, I think about like oh, this is what I'm going to do for a living. And then I'm like, well, we also need people to build houses and to make wireless TV work <laughs> yeah. and to invent water bottles, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, jobs. <laughs> right. Like somebody has to do it. But I feel like people that do that, they, well... They might be passionate in that. Like, mm, that that can that might not always be true because there are people that are doctors that are not passionate about being doctors. Are so. there? I, I don't, yeah, yeah you're, you're totally right, there are. But like, the idea of that, isn't that bad? Oh, like, if you had someone working on you, would you want them to be someone who want, who wants to be there or is being paid to be there? You know, like hell no. But uh, it just was, seems like we are. <laughs> yeah. It seems like there are a lot of doctors that just don't want to be doctors, and it shows. Actually, it shows. But somebody has to do it, though. I don't know. But maybe the good doctors are the ones that are passionate about it. Like, just like you said, like with your work, like it was a good job, but. Your work showed that you didn't really want to be there. So it's like, you can have a good doctor job and work hard and make a lot of money, but, you know, like, sometimes you might even grow out of your passion. Yeah. Like, you could grow up wanting to be a doctor and wanting to help people, and then it might burn out on you and decide you want to be a painter. And you what know? if? you Well, so talk about being afraid of yourself. You know what I'm saying? I, I When, when, when I, I, I remembered... The, I, the whole reason I, I sent you that text was when I was contemplating uh, doing shrooms. Right. And I, I was wondering um, why I didn't like horror, um, like the genre. I was always yeah. afraid of scary movies. I wouldn't go see scary movies. Um, and I, I didn't like them because I always believed them. And so I always mm. thought they were like real, like... Oh shit! Some like you know, uh, Babadook is about to come up on my bed. <laughs> that was a good movie. I think. Did you see it? I don't know. Cause I was scared. Um, <laughs> you actually, the first time I saw it was at your house before we became roommates, 
And I don't think that you watched it with us. <laughs> you did not watch it with us. Was not there. And it actually wasn't a scary movie. It was a psychological thriller, which is actually my favorite genre of movie. Yeah. I, I already psychologically throw myself sometimes. <laughs> and so, like, I'm not... It's like why people go out of their way to eat spicy food. Like, I'll yeah. eat spicy food if someone's serving spicy food. Yeah. But, like, people be like, yo, I want that shit. That I'm like, why are you paying to hurt yourself? Honestly. <laughs> you know it's, how I, it's how I feel about that. I feel that. that. But, like, I, I didn't want to be a punk. And so, mm-hmm. I that was why I didn't do, like, hallucinogens in the past. Because I was scared of, like, what I would come up with or see. Me um, too. Actually, I was afraid that I would. I, I listened to a lot of true crime, <laughs> or or watched. Like I grew up with my mom um, watching Snapped and ID and shit like that, and now I'm listening to podcasts all day of like brutal murder. And I don't know why, but like I I don't know I I fuck with it. But I'm always afraid of like, yo, what if. You know, I do just go into a psychotic state and, like, I don't know what I'm doing. What? And then I spend the rest of my life in prison. Like, I, I go there with it. So, it's like, I was very afraid to do um, psychedelics just because I was like, shit, you know, they had uh, K2 zombies, people eating people's faces and stuff like that. And I did not want to be that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy off the acid, you know. <laughs> so, but I definitely tried it. And, like, every time I do it, it changes me. Like, it makes me like realize like the parts of myself that I am afraid of actually mm-hmm. the parts that I don't like I like really confront them every time and like one the last time I tripped um I did two taps and like I think that I confronted so much of myself that I didn't like or so much pain that I felt from like just living life that like I I don't even know, like, that shit changed me, like, like, it never changed me for the worse. It just changes, like, my mindset, like, yeah. you have to, like, do better to yourself and to others and just kind of, like, have, I don't know, man, that shit changes me. I really think that everybody should do it at least once, just to. I'm now open to doing uh, uh, acid. Yes, you should, man. It's, it's, um, I've actually never done shrooms, but it's it's a different feeling than shrooms, for real. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I would say like do constantly because it's not it's not like a plant. Same, but I wouldn't recommend doing shrooms all the time. When someone told me that they were doing shrooms like this, I was like, "Yo, the first experience I had was super intense." <laughs> yeah, and- I feel like I need two days clear. <laughs> like I need two days to not do anything at all. Like that's that's the type of time I. Would. Yeah. That's what I do when I like do acid. Like I'm like, all right. I plan it. I'm like, all right, this weekend we're going to do acid. We don't have anything planned. We're going to be in the house. I've never done it around other people. It's yeah. only been me and my girlfriend. Even when I did it by myself. Like, she was the only person that I was ever around. And I don't think that I could do it around other people. Like, <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be good for me, at least. I couldn't um, do that shit in front of other people. I rearranged uh, the refrigerator, the contents of the refrigerator. <laughs> um when I was on the shrooms. Yeah, that's funny. My girlfriend actually does that um, bi-weekly, um, sober. So. Yeah, yeah. It's actually an incredibly important act. Yeah, it, it is. Get between the nooks and the crannies. It is. Refrigerator maintenance, um, definitely undervalued. A lot of maintenance in life is actually undervalued, honestly. Just having a house yeah. and you have pets, you know, yeah. that's an additional care. Yeah, it definitely like gets you up in the morning. You're right. Like, I definitely have been, ever since my old dog is like, he can hold it for a long time. He's learned. So, but this, we just got a puppy and um, he sleeps in the room in the crate. So we kind of like have, he's a baby. We have to put him to sleep <laughs> so that we can put him in the cage and he can go to sleep. And the first week we got him, he was up every two hours and I had to take him out every two hours to use a bathroom on the puppy pads because I wasn't, I wasn't going outside in the middle of the night. So now um, he can hold a little bit longer, like he's sleeping through the night, but 6 a.m. on the dot. I'll get crying. you up at sunrise. Yeah. For sure. And I'll, like lately, I've been letting him use the bathroom, and then I just leave him out the room and go back to sleep. <laughs> but then I'm up at like 7. And it's like, we wow. got to get him fed. We got to get him walked. Like, it really gets you up in the morning, gets your day started. And I really like appreciate having that responsibility. Like, it's not like having a child. Like, but like, it's something that you have to take care of, and um, 
yeah, like it really gets, it kind of motivates you to kind of get shit done. Like Mm -hmm. not waiting until the last minute to do something or putting it off. Like something as simple as folding clothes. Like folding clothes, you got, you make sure that you do that. And it's like, I used to live out of the clothes basket and not hang anything. I'd just be like, well, I guess I'll put this on. And But now it's like, I gotta, if I want my house to be clean, I have to do those rearranging the refrigerator shit. Yo. <laughs> this is so funny because when we both moved in, we were like bachelors. Yeah. In the house. And it was like the real world. And, <laughs> you know, and it was really like the real world house of Prince George. Yeah, like what Cowboy. the hell? Like it was so much going on. So many random things. And Yeah, Stacy was like an MMA fighter. Yeah. And Bria was this aspiring filmmaker. <laughs> and then Mango was like a, a like a cult leader. Yeah. And it was just, a, there was a lot going on. There was a lot on. going on in that house. And then there was a studio in the basement. Studio, and we were doing free time. Oh, it, that was crazy. It was crazy, but like now we are domestic. Yes. We have partners, and we're um, contemplating cat sitting <laughs> and yes. watering plants. Paying bills with other people. Lord, yo, like we're yeah. old now. I, wow, I I'm not like that, but like I would just say, like, like washed, maybe. <laughs> in the sense of like, yo, what do you think about having family? And yeah, what is that for you? What's that? What is that? I feel like I want that. I mean, like I feel like I already do. Like I have four children. I have two cats and two dogs, and like I have a woman that I want to be my wife, and. We talk about finances, and I'm awful at finances, and, like, I let her handle it, and she <laughs> tells me what to pay, and, like, I just do it. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I know that things are getting paid, and, like, my credit score is improving. <laughs> like, I am more um, into, I feel like I have something, like, to live, not that I didn't have anything to live for before, but, like, I feel like I have something to look forward to, you know, like, yeah. You know, it's cool, like, to get up in the morning, you know, make your money however you make it, eat whatever you want to eat, have whoever come over or go over wherever you want to go and then just be free and all that. But, like, before me and my girlfriend got together, like, I started to realize, like, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. I have to build these... I want to say like maybe less genuine connections with people that I just so that I can be like mm, someone to hang out with, you know, like somebody different to hang out with. But it's just like mm, I'd rather hang out with the same person all the time and yeah. I'll hang out with my <laughs> friends, too. But like, you know, it's cool to like have my own space, but also like I like this person a lot. And I want to be with them all the time. And like I couldn't yep. see anything else other than that. And, you know, being a bachelor is cool, but like. <laughs> Is it though? Like no. you spend a lot of time alone, and like I don't mind being alone. I'm an only child, but like I know what it's like to be alone. Like I have no siblings and no cousins, so it's like I'm I'm pretty good on alone time. I'll take it when I need it, but I like coming home to like a cooked dinner or asking someone what restaurant they want to go to, and it's not like I don't feel bad. I don't feel like, damn, why am I spending $80 on this meal right now? And it's like, you know what? I would give her my last. Period. And I'd be okay with I it. I have spent so much money, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Being in love, you know? <laughs> I love it. I it's actually, love it. you know, it's actually beautiful. Yeah. It's it's definitely like, and not everybody is into that. And that's okay. But like, I'm definitely into it. Like, I'm definitely fucking with it. And I definitely am. I'm ready to like, I think that once I'm in this position where I am like mentally good lord I talk with my hands where I'm mentally where I want to be and financially I'll be ready to have children having pets is cool because it costs like $30 a week to feed them you don't really have to take them to the doctor if they die like it's sad but as long as I didn't kill them you know it's okay but you know with kids raised like wolves yeah with children oh my god that's a whole nother level. Like you're in charge of bringing up a whole person. And like I said, I listen to a lot of true crime shit. I wouldn't want to raise like a murderer. Like that would 
that would hurt me a lot. So I just want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can do to make sure that the, the person that I raise grows up to be a happy, productive member of society and stands for what they believe in and doesn't and has to deal with as little trauma as possible. I would want to put very little trauma on my child. And if I had a child right now, they'd probably be going through a lot of shit. <laughs> like, it, it might be some nights where they don't eat. Because some nights I don't eat. <laughs> so, but... I definitely want that, like in the future. But I just gotta be. I gotta continue therapy, you know. and I gotta continue to stack this paper because oh, I Lord. I don't want to work when I have children. I want to be there for every moment. Like I don't want my wife to go to work. I want to be there. Like I don't want to miss anything. So I want to be able to make money to where it's like, oh God, here Maybe we go. Be like a wealthy. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> but like I still like work. You're you know like what I'm Umbrella saying? Umbrella Academy or like the Hargreaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but see that they had a lot of trauma though. Yep. They yep. ended the world. So yeah. Spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen Umbrella Academy, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't want to work. I mean, I want to work, but I don't want to have a job. That's why I don't want to have a job because if my child is sick. I'm not coming to work. <laughs> like, or I'm working from home. Period. You know? So I don't want to have to choose between money and my children. Because at the end of the day, my family comes first. And I shouldn't have to miss any moment of their life because I had to go work for somebody that's paying me pennies upon what they are making. You trying to have a family, bro? Man. I uh, always had this vision of you know being like uh like uh not like a stay-at-home dad mm -hmm. but just being like a writer and so i don't have to like leave the right. house you know what i'm saying to like go out and you know barter or whatever mm -hmm. like, yeah and shit i don't yeah. know I, I would love the idea of like being like a writer and going to the market maybe at 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, right. Coming home. On a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, pick my kids up from school. I maybe they don't right. even go to school that you day. Know, you know, like we just. They learned something. They just didn't <laughs> go to the classroom. But. Yeah, you know, have a call with my publisher afterwards. Yeah, like, like shit word. like that. You know, just just live a, a casual um, life yeah. as an artist. I I yeah I sometimes always like. I, well, I, I'm, I'm around a lot of very passionate and fascinating people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I'm always admiring their willingness to be, like, subjected to mm -hmm. just people. You know right. what I'm saying? Because people just, you know, people in art and other poems. <laughs> uh, it's just something I, I, I was thinking about. Yeah, living a casual life is just, it's beautiful. And I don't think society is set up for anybody, not even us <laughs> as black folk. I don't think it's set up for anybody to live a casual lifestyle. I think that our society as being in a capitalist society in America, they make things, capitalism like makes things more convenient for us and cheaper for us so that we'll go to work to get those things. And then like things are so convenient that we now have a sedentary lifestyle where like, you know, I sit at a desk all day and then I get in my car and I drive 30 minutes home, but on my way home, I could get a uh, pickup order from Target, but I don't even have to get out of my car. They just bring it to my car, I don't even have to go in. So I don't have to get up. And then I go home and then I'm chilling. I picked up Chick-fil-A on the way home and this big ass sweet tea. I'm reading myself here, by the way. <laughs> and no, no, I, I see myself in this. Story. Yeah, and then like I get home and I eat that and I sit down and I watch my streaming platform streaming service that I paid for. Or I get on my expensive ass laptop or some shit like that. And then I scroll through social media, buy stuff, earn earn money for people by interacting with their content. And then now I have developed health health problems because I'm not like being active. Yes. Weirdly. Exactly. We're and then get this now we're getting sicker because we're not being active and our eyes are on these devices so we need glasses and we have to pay for stuff and we have to get medicine that is expensive and yeah because boom. all our food is plastic yes and 
talk about my one of my one of my first bosses. Um, uh, I don't know what circumstance he said this, but I will never forget it. I'll give it to him for that at least. Uh, but he said human beings are like the only species on Earth that has managed to separate themselves from the food cycle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because like real life like we're just like we're not you guys can be on the top of the food chain but we're not even right like when, when i think of, of getting food yeah. you know like going to you know whole foods and right. pouring down canola from the from the into a bag you know what i'm saying yeah. it's really all the steps that it took for it right. to get there right it's and, completely different um, than what we were built for. Yeah. <laughs> and and another interesting thing is like we pay for these things with money that doesn't exist, but the thing that actually exists is the time. Yeah, it's it's so, magic if you think of it. Yeah, you save so much time. Imagine how long it would have taken to grow that apple. You know what I'm saying? You just go to the store and you pay what? How, how much is an apple? <laughs> What's an apple like a dollar? I, I don't know. Like, like a dollar. You paid a dollar for that apple, for like apple. bro. You could have paid a dollar for a seed and got whatever many apples. But it's that time, though. It's that time and that energy. But like, so we've converted that energy into currency, and we're like on a wheel, like the hamster wheel. We're just powering it, and it's just like we're feeding energy into what the one percent. Like it's it's so crazy, like. Everything that we do, like every single penny that we spend, the the little bit that we get, it goes to those big pockets that don't give a fuck about us at all. And that's why I had to kind of, I'm trying to separate myself from that food chain. You know, like yeah. we created a different food chain. So now it's like, I'm trying to separate from that. I mean, I'm going to have to consume, you know, like we can't get like as human beings, especially doing what I want to do. Like I want to record a podcast. So I had to consume a laptop. I had to consume this software. I had to consume this. So, like, I had to spend money on something, but I don't want to have to work. I don't want to have to work so hard to get the simple things. Yeah, when we don't have to. You know what I'm saying? It's not a matter of life and death that we keep this thing going. It's a matter of life and death that we don't stop this thing from continuing to happen. You know, even the people running this show have to see the, the, the... actual facts mm-hmm. you know and so it, it's it's really just like a it, it's kind of like a blatant fuck you yeah we're gonna ride yeah. this till the till the wave runs out we're we're gonna rock this show and use up all the magic <laughs> and you know all those uh, post-apocalyptic shows with the yeah. with the dust and the leather jackets until um. nothing, there's nothing left <laughs> and then everybody that worked so hard is Back on the food chain, and then everybody that. Uh, so what do we do before the movie starts, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I built your fortress, <laughs> like honestly, like buy land, like create your own utopia. You know, like I said, you're always gonna have to consume stuff, but like you don't have to be like an over consumer. Like my thing is like my goal is to have land that I can just do stuff on, and I would like to have a pool and a house that I could live in forever. Like, that's all I want. I want to have, like, a nice car that's comfortable to drive, you know? I wouldn't mind having a Tesla. But, like, at what, like why do I need 10 Teslas? Why do I need thousands of acres of land to just have a simple life that I feel like everybody should have? Everybody should be able to drive a nice car. But the people that create those things shouldn't have to suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody makes a Tesla, like, why can't they have a Tesla too, you know? Like, I made this... And, like, I'm pulling up in my little busted-ass Toyota. And I'm making this product for somebody else to consume, and I'm getting paid nothing to even be able to consume that in my lifetime, you know? So I don't think that um, there's going to be a way to stop it unless everybody's just like, you know what, we're just going to blow everything up, and we're just going to live on the... <laughs> live on the prairie. Like, what, like, yeah, what, are we going to eat deer all the time? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, deer is cool, I guess, but, like... We have evolved because by taking ourselves out of the food chain. So it's just like, there has to be a way for everybody to be able to live equally. I think that everybody can live equally. I don't think there has to be a, you're on this level, and then there's this level, and then there's this level. Like, why can't everybody just have everything? 
yeah <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? why can't we just all have nice things yeah like is that possible is it like and if you don't want nice things that's cool too like if you don't want to live on a bunch of land and manage it like that's cool but like we shouldn't have to like fight for our lives yeah, like i don't <laughs> like, think anyone we, has to blow each other up yeah over this. like we shouldn't like there shouldn't be people that have hundreds of billions of dollars while there are people that are homeless and destitute I don't I don't understand that like how does that sit well with people like I I want to have nice things too guys I understand that you guys want your nice things but bro like there's people begging on the streets and I'm giving them the dollar that I need like you have billions of dollars and there's people begging in the streets and me I mean literally a fraction of a fraction of a fraction and I'm helping these people out I'm giving these people you know, twenty dollars that I needed for groceries for the week because there's a society where we live in that people are hoarding wealth and people have nothing, like not even shoes. Would you give up your smartphone for the revolution? Would I give up my smartphone? What is the revolution? I, what, I don't know. The revolution yeah. is like the abstract <laughs> revolution for yeah, like, like not the end of the world. What exactly is the revolution? <laughs> like, there's so many revolutions going on right now, and honestly. It's all about equal rights. <laughs> like, all of it is just, like, I just want to be able to live in a safe environment. I just want to be able to live. Like, no matter where you are, if there's a revolution going on, it's for the people that are being oppressed. Like, why do we have to oppress people? Like, why can't people just live in harmony and help each other out? Like, it, what is it in humans? Yeah, it's like... Well, I um, Octavia Butler says it's because we're hierarchical. It's one of our flaws that we have. we have two qualities: intelligence and hierarchical thinking. But like, like, where did that come from? I don't. It it seems innate. Like as a human, I guess because I guess as animals, animals assert their dominance, and our way of asserting our dominance is through the hierarchy. Yeah, tools and language, really, yeah. and control. Damn. More. Life is crazy, bro. Yeah, yo. Like, I, <laughs> understanding ourselves and then understanding other people, it's like, I feel like we barely scrape the surface of understanding ourselves sometimes, like, unless we're, like, really doing the work. But, like, and then, like, you're doing the work, and then as you're doing the work, you have to start understanding other people. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <sighs> and it's all ultimately so that we can live with other people yeah you know it's like really a matter of life and death but it's a simple matter in that yeah. like will you be kind to me and like right. each other and a lot of messy stuff happens in between like borders and uh police and um netflix <laughs> and it, you, you know um there was this article about, like, we definitely didn't prepare for this you know, <laughs> end of the world, right? Like, I didn't know it was going to be me, like, watching, uh, you know, Amazon Prime <laughs> while it all went. <laughs> Bro, can, like, it's so crazy. Like, we have gone, our generation and the generations that are still alive, like, we have seen so much change in the world. Like, Wild stuff. Imagine being born in let's see like uh maybe okay 1940 yeah and like you're There's seeing no computer like color television you were 20 years old when that was invented and then like stuff going on in the world world war one and two like and then like now we're in a pandemic like what the fuck like in a real pandemic like they would, they would be flabbergasted i would imagine as I am. <laughs> Bruh, I'm like, I can't believe it. Who would have thought that on December 31st, 2019, we would then enter into a pandemic? I mean, I saw 9-11 when I was like eight, and I didn't expect crazy. any of, at this At that time, I didn't see anything that this was going to happen coming. I mean, I know it was nine, but like... Right, but like, what, how does that even happen? Definitely didn't how, call this one. What? I didn't, and then like... On, and like the recession, like good lord, and now like 
wow. Like every time I think <laughs> about go. life, I'm just like, wow. Five like, years. What I've is life going to be? It's, right. It's been a go. <laughs> and like in our in our like generation of our 25, 26 years being alive, we have gone from like having dial up internet on these fat ass computers and Play then Neopets. Bruh. And then like our gaming systems and then like technology just has like evolved so much and like now we're connecting with people that live in like uh fucking Accra. Whoever the South Africa, you know what I'm you saying? Know. Like and I think that that actually has also helped us as millennials in a sense of being spoiled just because we're spoiled with information. Like I feel like if I grew up, who the hell is my oh? Why do you got to knock on the door yeah, like, like the that? <laughs> right, like, like what the hell? Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, that scared the fuck out of me. Whoa. He didn't have to knock on the door. He saw yeah. us sitting in the living room. Like we casually, could, we clearly have microphones. <laughs> in the and then to knock on the he door rang. that hard. <laughs> And the gong yeah. sounded. Where the fuck was I? What was I even saying? Damn. I literally have no idea. I was like, fight or flight. Right. <laughs> the, Shit. the jig is up. Damn. Oh, yeah. Spoiler information. I think that if like my my parents are like in their late 40s, like 46, and they, in their young years, the internet was like, yeah, who knows? Like, it was new. Very new. And my dad was in college when he said he saw the first computer. And yeah. The one that was just the box. That yeah. Would just yeah. Move cards. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Like, what the hell was that even about? How did that, like, what, what, what was that? Doing? I don't I get know. it. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you're speaking a foreign language to me at this point, but um, they didn't get to connect with people and realize that people are going through the same things as them and, like, seeing that. Like the different things that people go through and kind of having more empathy and like realizing, you know what, maybe I do need to do some work on myself. And I think that our generation, like Gen X, are we Gen X? We're millennials. Millennials and Gen Z. So we're millennials and Gen Z. Gen X is the... I don't know what Gen X is, but I just, know this. Um, let's like just go boomers. from like the 80s to now. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. The maybe mid 80s to now. And we're connected with so many people and just... Like getting access to so much stuff, I think that we would we're able to create like a better world, I think. As much as like there's so much toxicity in the world and so much craziness, I think that um the people that are here to make a difference are gonna make so much more of a difference than they have ever made before. And I think that hopefully like if we could get the people that are in power, like out of there and get people that have the same mindset as us. Like when our generation gets older and now we're able to be in those positions of power and really kind of like change things, I think that we would create a way better world. I think that because we have been able to get more empathy and be more real and honest with each other and not hide behind a mask. And people still do it, of course, but I think people are more open about their struggles and things that they've gone through. Yeah. And, and, and it's like we we have to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We, we have to get it done, so we're going to get it done. Yeah. And by gosh, it's going to surprise the hell out of me. Yeah, it <laughs> is. But I I think that we're we're really going to create a better world than our. I that's my hope that yeah. we create a better world. I know that for sure. I'm going to create a better world right. for my children and the people that I'm around because, like I said. As long as you can build your own utopia, then, you know, everything will be fine, I guess. As as fine as it can be. As much as you can control. You can only control so much. So, like, we can't control the fact that we live in a capitalist society. And we're on that wheel, but we can limit the amount of time that we are on that wheel and really try to create something different. Make a better life for us, at least. And maybe the people after us. But just to think about the people after us, really. And the people around us, like, help people out, you know? Like, put people in a position to win if you can. Put yourself in a position to win. Don't pay be afraid. Pay it forward. Yeah. You know? And actually pay it forward genuinely. Be genuine about your shit. And yeah. You said you will finish Umbrella Academy? Uh, I don't know if I finished the recent season. No, season two. Have you seen Raised by Wolves? 
No, Kosi, one's been telling me to get into Raised by Wolves. You the have to time. watch I just finished it. the. I'm, I'm watching the boys. I didn't finish the boys. I haven't finished this season of the boys. I think I'm on like episode four. No, yeah, I just finished the first season of the boys. Yeah, yeah. There's like eh, so much TV to watch so and much like TV. It's really the golden age, and that's the only best part of this apocalypse. I know. Is the television I know. is great, but I really want to <laughs> get back into reading. Like I bought a few. I actually bought this book called Emotional First Aid that I really want to read. One of the things that really caught me, like the first chapter was talking about uh, rejection and how rejection goes back to us early humans. Here we go. I got to figure this shit out. It goes back to us being early humans. And if we were rejected, that means we were kicked out of the tribe. It means that we died. So rejection equals death in our DNA oh, wow. and in our evolution. So like when we are rejected, we feel physical pain. Like that's on the oh. same level as physical pain. Yeah. Like we're alive. Like, um, and it, it kind of made me think about like people that kind of go berserk when they get rejected. It's just like, that's like their instinct yeah. is to like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like if I get rejected and it's like reading that, I was like, damn, like I can, and like, there's so many, there's not just, oh, I don't want to date you or I, I don't think you're attractive. Like it's levels to, uh, rejection. Like yeah. even as a baby, if you're crying and your parents do the thing where it's like, ah, oh, let them cry it out, like I just did with that puppy, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. but like that's a sense of rejection. It's like, oh, they don't, they don't like me. I'm, they've left me here to die because I'm crying out for something that I want, and now you've left me, you know. And I had to finish that book because that shit, like, it really was like, just like, kind of made me think about like life in the sense of like, all of the. Things that I've been through, there's like, I, okay, I can correlate that to being rejected. That's why I feel that so much. That's why it triggers me because it's rejection. But it's mm -hmm. just like, if we can get out of thinking like rejection is death, it's just like, but I think that it's just in our DNA. Like that's just us as humans. Rejection equals death in the human DNA, DNA just because as early humans, we were rejected. But if wow. you think about generational trauma, yeah, no, it makes so much sense. Yeah, like being the trauma that we carry from generations on generations on generations. It's like we still feel that it's it's ingrained in us. And it's not even like I don't think it's like a mental thing. I think that like we feel it, like we feel that stress. And it doesn't help that, you know, we have the stresses of life to add on to that stress that our ancestors have gone through. I'm thinking about my process as a writer mm -hmm. and how much I fear putting out my work because of my fear of rejection. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did the work, what can you do? You know, you can either put it out. Uh, what, something that one of the adults in my life, I don't know who it was, but one of the adults that sometimes says wise things said that um, the most anybody can say is no. If they say no, then go on to the next thing. The best thing they could say is yes. So it's either no or yes or whatever the answer would be. Yeah, but no, that's no. the worst thing that could happen. And if they say that, do you die? If they say that, are you going to be in great pain? Yes, because of rejection is pain. But yeah. if you can get but over that. you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to die. Like You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. So yeah. just put that shit out. And if people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If they don't, then you know what you need to improve on. And then go into that. I heard about the um, attachment styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, um, someone was telling me about that. I did that in therapy, but I forgot what my attachment style was. I, yeah. I Do you know was, what yours is? I thought it was, um, no, I haven't done the quiz, but I thought it was, uh, I thought, I just read about the different styles and mm -hmm. I thought they were fascinating. And I thought it was, um, well, when you talk about rejection mm -hmm. and um, uh, how even, like, you know, as a little kid, you know, everything that happens to you, um, you know, will, will affect you in crazy ways that you right. have no control over. Um, I, I'm sorry, actually, I have no idea what I was going on. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes, <laughs> but I got it. I got it. Like it'd be like that sometimes. You know, sometimes when I when I go on tangents like that, I'll be in my head like, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? And then like I'll oh, fake wrap I'm, it up. I'm not going to stretch it. 
That's that funny. Was... I just keep saying words until I get to a point like saying good words. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I get what you're. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But um, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. How did you like that King Palm? Wow. Right. It was very smooth, and it gave me like the um. It gave me a like a feeling of like a capone yes you know yes <laughs> and so uh i but, really appreciated that like sort of smoothness mm-hmm. smoothness i was expecting it to kind of be harsh when yeah I but no it's really nice and vapor everybody i'm really trying to get all my friends on this shit just because i'm like son li- Is like that like a cork in the filter yeah i'm actually about to show it to you actually that's, it's that's cold i thought that it was a cork but it's um let me see. I don't even know what this is. It looks like, you know those, oh shit. You know those things that they uh, wrap the sushi in? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, oh shit. It's like this. Like little papers roll together like that. But I'm I'm trying to get my friends Ooh, off of tobacco yeah. and everybody just because it's like weed is a medicine. There's no point in you mixing your medicine with something that is bad for you. Because at the end of the day, you inhaling smoke is already bad for you. Why inhale tobacco? Um, someone told me that they can't get high without tobacco, and I was like, "Tobacco, yeah, you're addicted." Yeah, and I was like, "Bro, like get a king palm." Like I'm telling you, if you get these, like they will really change the way that you smoke. And um, I mean, like it's just like buying a pack of backwoods. It's cheaper. It's vegan. I think shit. <laughs> It's handmade, but yeah. Oh, it's a corn husk filter. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. It's tight. Yeah, this shit is, um, this shit is great. It's, if you like to smoke backwoods. I'm going to get Jamila some. Okay, Jamila yeah. be smoking backwards. And I'll be like, yeah, please tell her to stop. Uh, this was sponsored by King Palm. Yeah, um, hopefully they sponsor hit us me. up. You know, we, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh hopefully they sponsor me one day <laughs> but if not like it's cool it's cool but um yeah i appreciate you coming out here i don't want to take up too much more of your time because i know you got somewhere to be but thank um, you so much for having me um it was, it was really good to connect with you and yes. talk about uh family and uh <laughs> the, the changes of our lives and anti-capitalism <laughs> <laughs> dead ass i really fucks with this i don't know what i'm gonna name this podcast Oh, but, but it happened. Yeah.